So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to 90 Day Fiance MK. I'm Mr. O, and today, Miss H and I will be discussing season five, episode two of Before the 90 Days. In this episode, we meet one new person and check in with the other couples. New guy Mike seems to be a little old to just be getting into the dating game. Alina gets the turkey and is disappointed with the hotel room. Memphis gets some advice from her foster sister Ingrid. Gino gets to Panama when Jasmine tries to get his hat off. And Usman's friends can't believe he wants another older American woman hanging around. As always, we'll end with our students of the week, class dunces, and life lessons. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe. And if you also watch Love After Lockup, you should listen to our other podcast, Love After Lockup MK. All right, thanks for listening. Stay safe and enjoy. Hello, Miss Girl. Hello, Miss H. How are you? I'm not doing too bad. I still have a few more days before Christmas break oh. for me, but not for you. Nope. I started a couple days ago and I'm out of there. Yeah. Yeah. You're very out, which is why your audio might be a little bit less than ideal today. Yeah. Um, so yeah. we apologize if that isn't, that's not up to anyone's standards, but you right. know. Don't want to be lugging around a microphone. Yeah. <laughs> they are heavy. These nice microphones we have. Well, yeah, and I got to be kind of weight conscious as well because I usually have a ton of other stuff because I usually di- uh, travel with dive equipment. So, yes, yep, yep. All right, so who are we going to start with today? Okay, well, let's talk about traveling, which a lot of these couples got started on. Um, so let's start with uh, Gino and Jasmine. So Gino is slowly making his way to Panama to see Jasmine. We are reminded that Gino was divorced seven years ago, and he's only known Jasmine for nine months, but he's ready to start a family with her. We get to Jasmine's side of the story, the 24 hours earlier, uh, and it starts off with an ass shot on a rooftop pool. Jasmine says she is hot and intelligent and cannot be tamed. She has two sons, her oldest, who lives with her ex-husband, and her younger son, who lives with her and her mom in the countryside. Jasmine recognizes how her and Gino are so different, including their age, fashion sense, and eating habits. She is upfront that she hates his stupid hat. Because Jasmine has a roommate, I'm guessing she refers to as her mom. I, yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, you have roommates. You mean your family? Your children. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Gino is renting a suite during his stay. We then get a taste of their baby talk with one another. Yeah. Jasmine then talks about sex with Gino and she just hopes that he's not delicate, but because she likes to be wild. Jasmine's friend Grizelle meets uh, Jasmine at the hotel room to help her decorate. Grizelle is concerned that Gino is lying to her and she just doesn't know him. Speaking of lying, it ends up that Gino lied about his age. He said he was 34 and it ends up he's 52. Jasmine then tells her friend that he has to send her evidence because she is convinced every man is a cheater and that's not going to happen to her again. Griselle calls her out and says, that's psycho. (laughs) Gino finally lands in Panama and Jasmine is in her sexiest heels walking through the airport. They finally see each other and Gino seems a lit real bit confused because they both aren't quite sure it's the other since they're both wearing masks they take off their masks and kiss gino stares at her boobs saying she's super hot and jasmine says he's super cute they do some more baby talk as they make out gino's excited to be with jasmine sexually but he's also nervous they continue to be all over each other in the cab they get to the room and immediately start jumping on and testing out the bed Jasmine asks if he, wanted to, he, if he wants to take off the hat, and he says, not now. Gino then gives Jasmine a gift, an electric toothbrush, which she's just confused and kind of disappointed about. But Gino assumes they don't have electric toothbrushes in Panama, so he thinks it's special. Oh, yeah. Then Gino shows Jasmine the pregnancy test he bought because he wants to have babies immediately. But Jasmine thinks that's crazy, so she's taking birth control pills and just hasn't told Gino. 
Jasmine then asks for Gino's password to his phone, and she says she wants to check his phone to see if he's been a good boy. Gino definitely sees this red flag, but he's just hoping that that stuff will just go away. <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? Well, I just have to prove it, like... Yeah, it will just go away. All right, how do you see, like, this whole family baby thing playing out if Jasmine were to actually agree? Because he isn't 34. No, he's not 34. He's not... 44, isn't he? Isn't he like 50? He's 52. Okay, first of all, it angers me when people lie that badly about their age. I thought she she said he lied and said he was 44. Oh, no. I I think it had subtitles on. She said 34. Okay, that's very extreme. That's 20 years. Yeah. Like, that's me saying I'm like 20. Like, that's crazy talk. Like, okay, and this is not to say that there are 34-year-olds in the world that, you know, don't look as, you know, young as Gino. Because right. I guess what I'm trying to Fair. say is that there are always a spectrum of people and it's always kind of hard to tell people's age if you're kind of on one of the two end of the in the extremes sure. and i do think sure. gino looks good for 52 and i'm not saying he doesn't but it almost like angers me when people lie that grossly about their age because i don't think it's about looks anymore i think it's no. about you're trying to get someone that that is the age that you're lying about that's true that's true i mean just, yeah because of the kid thing but it's weird because it's not the person who's the older one that's usually it's the person the older one who's lying about their age who also doesn't want to have kids because they're super old right and they're like you know because because he's looking at 52 it's like he's gonna be 62 when the kid's 10 I mean, we've done that math we've heard that math before too right the right. um but i'm saying by the time that kid's gone he's 70 right by the yeah. time the kid's out of the house if they do it right away yeah right and that's that's tough because it's usually the other way and it's usually you lie about your age and then they find out your real age. It's also comes packaged with, and by the way, I don't want to have kids because I'm fucking old. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, you know, even still, it's like, all right. So say they do it. Right. And they have kids. It's like, are you actively helping with this child? Because to me, that's like man or woman. It just seems like it is exhausting to do the midnight feedings having to take care of and like i say like at my age like i don't want to do that i would not choose that for myself let alone 10 years from now (laughs) choosing that for myself that sounds awful and no i don't know the thing about it for me isn't even that as you know me and sleep are we don't care and (laughs) sleep doesn't matter to me but that's not the part it's not that it's not that acute two years that bothers me it's the no it's an 18 year commitment that you're making like you're not sure you're not done that that's the part that gets me is like you know i'm only like halfway done now you know like with my children Mm -hmm. that i already have and look at this and be like oh you want me to start this over again and start this whole 20 year process over again it's like that that's the part that's crazy to me but like i mean he seems all in and especially because it's tricky because she has the other kids and I'm concerned that she doesn't actually have either of her kids. Um, that's kind of – that's pretty – if not red flag, maybe yellow flag because I kind of interpreted what she said about her kids differently. Mm-hmm. And I interpreted that she lives in the city and her mom took the kid, not with her, to the countryside and she still lives in the city. So right now, one of her kids lives with her ex and one of her kids lives with her mom and she has a roommate in the city. Interesting. Uh, I would be interested to know what she meant by roommate because that yes. was kind of like a you're talking about your mom because she made it imply she to me, she implied that. So what she had said specifically is that during the pandemic, her younger son has special needs she needed to support whatever special needs that he had with having to learn from school. So remote schooling was definitely part of it. And the whole like uh, childcare, because obviously you're not going to school. So that's why she, you know, moved to the countryside so her mom could help out. 
That's kind of how I interpret it. And I also interpret it as she also went. Because why would you dump your kid off with your mom? No, but, that's the part. Because that was I was concerned. Why does she dump her kid off with her mom? Because I think she works in the city. Her job's in the city. Right. But if this is a garbage person, which, you know, <laughs> it's all up in the air at this point. She could be a garbage right. person. Then, totally. yes, that's something a garbage person would do. <laughs> See ya. You're living with grandma. Right. And if you already had – and especially if you're already that kind of oh, – I mean, yes and no. Because – Yes, if you're that person, at least she recognizes that she's done this twice and is like, yeah, I don't think it would go very well the third time. I don't know that I want to do that right now, right away. I wonder a little bit because you hear about this, but not a lot in America. So that's why it kind of makes me wonder, like, if this is like the norm in other countries. But just uh seems like when, you know, you have a situation where you have multiple kids, it seems like everybody kind of splits up and it's like, I'm going to take this kid. You take this kid. Yeah, that's weird. That is that's not how huge things usually work out in America. No, they definitely don't work like that in America. But like, I feel like I've seen it a few times in other countries. Uh huh. Like let's let's divide and conquer this bitch. And yeah. We'll each like just take I'll take kid. the boy and you take the girl, or I'll take the older one, you take the younger one. It kind of sounds like that's what happened here, which is how she ended up responsible for the younger son. Because to me, I mean, if this were America and she was really having difficulty, like usually what would happen, assuming that they were had the same father, you would go to live with the father because if the older one's living with the father anyway, right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's 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 an unusual situation to us. Yes. Mm-hmm. That they that they split up. But like, I mean, it's I, I don't know. I just also kind of think it's hypocritical of her already to be like, well, he's a liar. He lied about its age. That's fine. But you're lying about the birth control. Like, okay, he's, that's a he's, bigger lie. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know. Actually, is it? Is Would it? Would you say it's a bigger lie? Oh, geez. I don't know. I. I I mean, it's definitely an unacceptable lie. They're both unacceptable lies for a relationship to work. But, like, it's definitely one that you can get away with. Oh, didn't get pregnant this month. Oh, we just didn't get pregnant this month. Because he's – it's not even this month. He's there for, like, two weeks. Right. It's just, like it, – it's not – it's not – very much not unheard of to go for it for one – for two weeks out of one month and be like, yeah, I didn't get pregnant. Right? So yeah. it's something that, like it, – it, it's not like she's, you know – made something impossible or like, you, you know, went beyond something that could be reasonably excused or reasonably just been like, well, I just didn't get pregnant. But how is that supposed to be fostering a relationship with somebody if she won't even tell them like, yeah, I don't want to have kids right now. Yeah, like, that's I like wait. a big deal. But that yeah, is. I think that's a bigger lie than him lying about his age if we're going to compare the two lies because one is like directly, you know, influencing your future together. I don't I don't know if the age isn't right if it if it's an age where it was like I would have broken up with you if I knew what age you were and he's like I would have broken up with you if I knew you were on birth control which yikes it's that's also just something that's so like weird to me so so many guys are like the other way you'd be like are you on birth control and you're like yes and they're like sweet <laughs> like yes <laughs> yeah I, honestly though it'd be interesting too like mate who knows maybe she would have been into the idea of a guy who's like 50 something because it sounds like she doesn't want to have any more kids so she would probably be like oh 50 year old man with money and 50 year old men aren't gonna want to have families yes i'm into that but then it's like yeah this one you know no this one's already this one this one wants to be a wants to be a dad so much he bought you an electric toothbrush God, that is so like, – it's it just very makes on it easier because it, it does all – you don't have to move it with your hands. You just do it. It just moves really fast. That is such a bizarre <laughs> – okay. The only thing – the only reason why that could potentially be a gift is if she was complaining about how laborious it was to like brush her teeth by hand and he's like, oh, yes. I have an idea of how to make your life easier. That would be the only context that that would maybe be acceptable. Right. Uh, it, it's definitely something that should have been discussed beforehand. But, you know, he's a he's a T-shirt tucking into jeans guy. Like, I don't his know. The, the part pants that, are so oh my hideous. God, they were I, so never bad. never his pants and be like, oh. They just – I mean, okay. So back up. They just – they were bad enough and they were kind of a weird cut, but they didn't fit. No, they don't. That's my biggest complaint. They're like parachute pants on him. Yes. Yes. They're I mean, like he's denim wear that, parachute he's gotta, pants. And he's got that belt that he has to yank like way down on it. Yeah, it looks like 
It looks awful. And then, yeah. then it sits weird on his legs because the top has to be cinched so much to fit out so it doesn't fall off his ass. It's, it's just so ugh. bizarre. They're kind of meant for each other, though, I think. They were, though, because, like, she seemed... stupid laugh. They have, like, it, the same laugh. It's, like, somehow do. weirdly harmonious, like, when they both laugh together. I'm just like, ah. Right. And she was, like, she actually, I mean, she, maybe she's a great actress or something, but she seemed, like, really physically into him. Yeah. And I was like, I don't get it. I don't know. But she kind she, of like the way she was playing everything up. It seems like she'd really be into anything. Right. She just like, oh. I'm so sexual. Like I'm into I'm wild. So it's just like, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Just And that's all. Oh. And then she did that annoying thing where she was like, I'm so sexual. And I don't know if you'll be able to handle what I have. What do you want to do? I want to hit him in the butt. You'd be like, that's that's what you got. That's your okay. big kinky. Uh, thing. <laughs> yes. I want to hit him. Oh, hit him in okay, the butt with a paddle thing. Okay, looking at his face, you'd be like, "Yeah, that guy's not into that." That that guy is into anything that's going to get his dick wet. Oh, sure, sure. But I'm just saying. <laughs> but if you just look at the guy, you're just like, "Yeah, that guy." Mm. I'm saying, but he'll do it for you. I don't know that that's oh, yeah, what he wants. Sure, sure. <laughs> but he'll do what you want. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Oh, all right. Let's move along to. Uh, Let's go – it's short. Let's go Memphis and uh, still not Hamza yet. So we're getting closer there. So Memphis has a lot of bags. I mean not a Darcy amount of bags but, you know, a decent amount of bags to go to the airport. She dropped off the, her kids at her exes and now she's going to see her foster sister Ingrid who will be driving her to the airport. She wants to, you know, before they go have bacon because there's not really going to be much bacon available in Tunisia, especially with her, you know – Muslim man and his Muslim family. So while they're eating this some sort of bacon dish, Ingrid expresses her doubts that this thing is going to work out because, you know, they, they don't really know each other. FaceTime is no replacement for real life. And, you know, Memphis is a very impulsive and intimidating person. Um, Ingrid asks Memphis what Memphis has told him about her ex-husband. And that's when we kind of get some extra into the story i guess it this seems like it was pandemic times and uh like me and a lot of people you're kind of stuck with your ex if you have kids with them for the pandemic but she ended up doing like not this is not what i did i was gonna say i don't know if you want to tie yourself to that (laughs) you kind of get thrown it was like i'm saying it was a normal situation when you're like ah, i had to see more of my ex and i wanted to because the kids are there we can't go anywhere else but the part where she slept in a bed, although says it's not intimate, that – no, right. that part never happened. I don't That's believe the that, that for a minute. Yeah. And then the, the, you don't believe that it wasn't intimate? No. We'll come back. We'll come yeah. back. So she knows that jealous Hamza would not appreciate that. So the next morning, they're on their way to the airport and they're chanting going to Tunisia or like whatever it was. Anyway, Ingrid thinks that Hamza is going to be all over her even if she's not at her sexiest, which who is when they get off of a long plane ride. <laughs> So she's a little worried that she won't be physically – he won't be physically attracted to her because it seems like there's been issues with that in the past where people like saw her in real life and were like, oh. That's oh. oh, so sad. She's a cute girl. I know. Anyway, there's – she's in for a long day and a long flight and looks like she damn near misses her first flight and we <laughs> see her like sprinting through the airport to get there at the end of the show. All right. So – We'll just start with that. With that, you don't you don't buy the nothing happened. Not um, for a minute, okay. See, the thing is, is like Memphis is impulsive. I mean, even Ingrid says that, right? She's impulsive and a right. hothead. She's not going over to her ex husband's just to cuddle up and be like, "I need emotional support." She's like, "I need some dick." That's what she's saying. <laughs> I don't believe for a second. I, I, okay, okay, let's back up then. We don't know her ex-husband. No. Her ex-husband could have been like, all right, no dick. You're not getting dick. This is not going to work. right. He's not letting her stay over just for emotional support. That is not happening either. Okay. Especially fair, if this is enough. pandemic times. It's not like he's like, ooh, I'm going to need you to leave. I have someone else coming over. You know, like the likeliness of that. I'm not saying it yes. couldn't, but the likeliness of that happening probably not super high which is part of the reason why both of them i mean and i think that's why you get a lot of times exes hooking up with to begin with because you're just kind of like in a way i could kind of see like you're like oh well, i'm not sleeping with anyone new 
you know? Right. So it's like, oh, it's kind of like some weird mental past people have in their minds. I guess they do. This is this is not something that exists in my mind. Like my ex is pretty far down on the list of people I would sleep with. Um, even even well, if it was like no attachments, no hung up. Like that's like – it was like, no, that didn't work. Like I don't understand that. That, that, that yeah, wouldn't work again. Yeah, but I again. think people's perspective is kind of like um, – you know, okay, I'm not defending Memphis in this particular situation because she was supposed to be in a relationship. But at the same time – have I seen people do the mental acrobats that are like, well, I haven't slept with anyone else and he was the last person I slept with. So it's really just kind of like lumped in with the first time. So it's no big deal. I mean, I guess, I guess. I mean, people people get horny and they do what they got it, what they want to do. But <laughs> like it just, yeah, I'm just, it's just like that was, and it depends. I guess it all also depends on the breakup too. If it, if it, if it becomes like a thing that's just, I don't know. It just seems, it seems like a really weird person for me. And, you know, I'm getting too into what I'm saying to even like, like kiss or like, you know, slay in a bed with. That would be mm-hmm. like, I feel like that was just, it was such a, if it was a clean and a, you know, thorough breakup and it's like, oh man, no, that, that road got trashed on the way out. Like there's no that bridge is that bridge is gone now, right? Yeah. And so I don't even know how to, I wouldn't even know how I even try to get back there. But as you said, it's not. I maybe I'm the weird one here because it seems like everybody else has no problems coming back and hooking up with their exes. And like, okay, so how deep was she in the relationship with Hamza when this happened? I'm not. I I wasn't totally clear about that either. Yeah, I think she was vague on purpose, which is why I think she was lying. Uh-huh. I, I, honestly, I think she was lying because she knew how bad it would look if she were to say, oh, yeah, like I slept with my ex-husband when I was like with this guy that I'm supposedly supposed to get married to. Supposed to get married to. That's the, that's. Oh, man. I always forget about that. But her plan is to get married. Yeah. When she gets down there. Like, ugh. OK. So speaking of that, the thing that just really bothers me about them getting married so soon on And, like, she's even pushing for it, so it makes it even weirder for me. Is like, oh, he's going to be such a great dad. It's like... What what are you basing that on? Yes, what are you basing this on? First of all, this guy is young, right? Mm -hmm. Do you know what his experience with children is? Like, how do you know he's going to be good with your kids? Right. And, like, and and you can't trust... You definitely can't trust people who say they're good with kids and, oh, I have three nephews and I'm great with them. It's like, but are you though? Like you really have to see people with kids before you can gauge like how they actually are with kids. And that's even like – and even if she saw that, she would see like playing with somebody's kids is not the same thing as being a good dad. Right. The other thing that always concerns me about those situations is when, and I'm thinking of like Molly and Luis a little bit, I know it's not as extreme, but it's like when your daughter is closer in age to your partner than you are to age with your partner. I just find that to be so weird. Yeah, that is weird. Like that is weird. Like I, and that's part of the reason I, I talked about how, you know, the age thing bothered me is I have a, I have a pretty tight age window myself mm-hmm. where I'm just like, eh, that's weird. And like, so I have a sister that like is like eight years younger than me and anybody mm-hmm. younger than my sister, I'm like, no, yeah, no, that's younger than my sister. No. Ugh. Because I remember like, not like raising her, but like, I like was old enough that I could change her diapers and stuff. Right. And yes. so it's like, I can't, no, eh, no bad. <laughs> I, but and for so, some yeah. reason, sister age, okay. I don't know about that, Mr. <laughs> well, that's my hard cutoff. It gets – it's like – it's an asymptotic an asymptotic relationship as it gets to my sister's age. Like the closer <laughs> it gets, the harder, harder it is to get there. Yeah. Uh, I just – trying to make this man into a dad just – and, just and that's the seem, other thing too I, is she wants to marry him right away and it's like is – is having a father for your children so important that you have not involved them at all in this decision making process? How can, he, how can they? How could he possibly be a father to the children if like they don't even know him yet? Plus, like, he doesn't speak uh, English anyway, so it's like, how successful is this going to be? 
right? It's it's it the the no English thing the 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 we because we've seen this before with with the bees with bees. Remember bees? Oh yes. Um, oh god. Where he came yes. in and did begin, and those kids hated that guy. Yeah, they hated that so. guy. Mm-hmm. I can't think of a worse way to introduce my children to anybody aside from this is the person I'm getting married to. They're gonna live here now. <laughs> oh my they god. are now your father. Yeah. Good That's luck insane. trying to talk to him. Yeah. And yes. Yeah. I'm, I was just thinking about like even my situation, but yeah, when they speak English. But yes, here is this person that you can't talk to that is going to be in your house all the time. They are your father. Like, oh my God, that sounds terrible for a teenager. I mean, at least, at least from what we see on social media, it seems like Marcel has you know, integrated into the family and that they seem to all be getting along. That being said, I'm sure there had to have been years of growing pains to get where they're at right now. Totally. Absolutely. And in that case, that oldest kid was like 15 when he came. So he, I'm sure he was just like, I got three years of this and I'm my, I then, because once you're gone, once you're moved out, it's like, who cares? Like, yeah. yeah. Once you're gone, mom can move in with whoever she bring, whatever weird, non-English speaking person, whatever. You're like, all right, good luck, mom. Go ahead. (laughs) Yeah. All right. So let's move on to Caleb and Alina. So first we see Caleb. He's visiting his parents, Sheila and Craig. Caleb has avoided telling his parents about Alina and generally about relationships because his parents are very Christian. So the expectation is that serious relationships should lead to marriage. Caleb asks to borrow a suitcase, which then leads to a series of questions where Caleb eventually reveals that he's going to Turkey to meet up with a, quote, friend, Alina, who is a little person. His parents are shocked and his mom is relieved to know there's a chaperone there. They're shocked about the fact that he may be in a relationship. His dad is already talking about future children. They both have anxieties for Caleb because he tends to take risks in things that they just wouldn't. Caleb says he just wants to meet Alina in person. Meanwhile, Alina and her roommate Elijah are packing up the hottest outfits so that Caleb will fall for her based on her fashion. Alina is hoping that Elijah will help show how to assist Alina for Caleb. Elijah is more than happy to help, especially if things don't work out. He's going to be there to be her shoulder to cry on. Caleb's version of packing includes packing all his protein powders, tarot tarot cards, and of course, a giant box of condoms. Caleb is excited and anxious about sex. He points out that you can only be in one place at a time. Josh, Caleb's brother, is taking him to the airport. He tells Josh that they have a great connection, but he's worried about it being weird in person. Alina and Elijah land in Istanbul, where Alina's friend from college, Maria, is there to pick them up. Maria is shocked to hear that they are staying in the same room. Alina points out that she may be poop shy. Maria has to leave as soon as she drops them off uh, at the hotel because of an 8 p.m. curfew. Alina finds out that this hotel doesn't have an elevator and their room is on the second floor. Alina is forced to take the stairs, and she is frustrated that Caleb didn't consider this when booking the room. They note that the bed and toilet are also very high, even for Elijah. Alina worries if Caleb doesn't understand her capabilities. The next day, Elijah is helping Alina get ready. She then asks him to go with her to the airport, but then leave right after because she wants her meeting to just be between Caleb and her. Elijah is a little upset about this because what's the point of him going all that way, because apparently it's a long ride to the airport, if he can't even be there to protect her like he was supposed to? Elijah goes with her anyway and tries to comfort her and pump her up while on the car ride. Caleb, meanwhile, is trying to clean himself up in the bathroom, Darcy style, after 30 hours of travel and no sleep. Okay, do you think Alina expected Caleb to know what kind of hotel she needed, or do you think she explicitly told him? Because she seems to be like, oh, this is, like, not a good sign. So I I was giving him some leeway for the bed and the toilet. because because yes, no one's putting that on their website. Like, you have no idea. Right, you have no idea. The stairs, though, like, he knows she uses a wheelchair, yeah. right? Yes. And even if, even if, yeah, she can not use it for short stretches – She's not carrying mm-hmm. it up the stairs. Right, like, right. Right? And we already know that. So the, the the elevator stair thing, second floor, that is a little – that one's more more concerning. Now, also, I'm also kind of like, you know, maybe 
maybe he could have very well requested a first floor um, room and they told him it was a first floor room and then they go to check in and they go, here's your second floor room. Like I've had that right. hap- that goes kind of things happen at hotels before. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. No, I booked a, I booked a Harbor view room and they're like, here's your other room. You're like, man, <laughs> damn. Right. So that still could be the hotel's fault. We'll see what he says about that because yeah. I mean, Caleb just gave off really, really strong vibes this year of, of this this episode, I mean, of a really dumb guy that puts on glasses and thinks he's smart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or spouts <laughs> out new age shit and thinks yeah, he's like just spouts out like Well, the one that got me and the one where I was like, oh, shit, was right at the end because he meant to say something like, oh, you know, you you see people on the phone, you talk to them for 13 years. It's one thing, but it's another thing to see him in person. Right. But he didn't say in person. He said in the actuality of the flesh. I was like, the what? The actuality of the flesh? Who talks like that? Unless you're just trying to use like words that sound fancy. Like, I don't know. He's not quite on my shit list, but it's like oh no, not yet, not yet. He's coming not yet. out as douchier by the minute, you know. And it's he's not to say that he and dumber. Think, yeah, right. It's not that I didn't think he was douchey right off the bat because, like, his opening scene of him running, to, you know, without a shirt on, I was like, eh, okay, yep. where is this gonna go? But I don't know. He seemed a little bit more likable, and I think his association with this relationship and him being open also makes him a little bit more likable. Oh yeah, yeah, sure. That, that just him, that just that he's exploring this relationship, even right. Him packing all that protein power powder, not likable. As no. I, I knew exactly what that was when I saw the big plastic like tubs. I was like, oh hell no, yeah, you cannot be trying to pack that. Are you freaking kidding me? I think he's only going to be gone for like two weeks. You do not need four giant containers <laughs> of protein powder. Stick that stuff in a baggie or something. Yeah, I don't. I having never used protein powder ever. I don't know how much you go through or how fast you go through it, but. He probably Not has four that different, much in two weeks. He, he probably has four different types that he uses for four different things. This is my morning. And it all is completely just made up. I'm sure there's no scientific basis to anything he's doing. Um, but you're right. You could put it in a zip. You could put your four thingies in four Ziplocs. You don't need to bring yeah. the entire tub. Um, I, actually, I think it's all for show. There's no way he actually packed that. I swear he just threw it in the suitcase just because the show was on and he was trying to like maintain a look like, yeah, hey, you'll get this body by not having so much protein powder. And then like, well, the fact that he followed up the fact that he followed up his four things of protein powder with a giant box of magnums. Yes. Yeah, tells you exactly what he was trying to do in front of the camera. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I know. Right. But and and his tarot cards like you need to point that out. All right. Weirdo. I mean, they always do. They always do give us the the what are you packing thing, and there's usually something in there like lube or something in there. It's like ah, eh, right? But it's like, but that was my issue. Was like we've never seen, with one exception, and the one exception is when Devin packed small size condoms for Jihoon because the condom fell off last time, and that's how they got pregnant. Oh God. With that exception, everybody who packs condoms packs magnums, and they're like, wow, I got a big box of. Just, you know, just run of the mill condoms that you got to get. You're like, dude. <laughs> and I was trying to I was trying to debate the pack because it was clearly like a 36 pack. And I was like, dude, how long are you going to be there? Oh, gosh. That's like uh, what was was it Angela who was like, yes, had some absurd amount of sex in a small amount. It was like we did it 42 times in two weeks. And it was just like. We were doing the math on that. We we're like, how is that even possible? It, it, we determined it is possible, but you have to be like, that has to be your goal. Your yes. goal, you have to have a set number of this is how many times we have to have there sex. There has to be a lot of lube and a lot of ice packs. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yes. Well, I mean, if, if that was Angela in general, if you're going to do it three times, there's got to be a lot of lube. So. <laughs> Well, and a lot of ice packs. <laughs> yeah, probably a lot of ice packs as well, right? Oh, all right. So what about Kim and Usman? So Kim starts off by reminding us that she's going to Tanzania to meet her Nigerian love interest, Usman. They're not 
officially boyfriend and girlfriend yet. She wants to make sure everything is okay with her mom, Sally, before she goes. She feels like she's feeling selfish by leaving her behind because she is her primary caretaker. But Sally seems to want her to go. She's like, get out of here. Don't worry about it. I won't die while you're gone. So they say their goodbyes and the Uber pulls up and Kim is off to the airport. She thinks this trip is her chance to prove that she's not the least of it shall not be named and there is a future together for them. So then she gets on the plane for what she says is 30 hours of travel time. So three flights later, Kim is finally getting to Tanzania and she's, you know, going to beat Usman there by one day. He's flying into from Nigeria the next day. So during that day, we get to see Usman, who is now 32 and from Nigeria. He's cutting a track in the studio, which sounds like it's going to need a lot of auto-tune later. So he says he hopes to be an international superstar like Michael Jackson or Chris Brown or Jay-Z and then talks about his ex-wife without, again, mentioning her name and how con- how her controlling nature ended the relationship. But then he tells us about how things are going well with Kimberly so far. Eh, he's not in love with her yet because, you know, after that whole Lisa thing, he's learned better than to commit to any kind of relationship before meeting anybody. And he calls – he, but he says that he – she is his potential. Then he meets up with his friends and associates, Badma, oh, was it Badmus and Slam T, to plan things out for the Tanzania trip. You know, the, the logistical things like when are we shooting the music video? What are we doing while we're there? The friends think that Kimberly coming along is pretty unprofessional and is just asking for trouble, especially since it just seems like a replay. Another old American woman that's coming to watch you film a music video? So they also say that him dating all these old American women is really hurting his brand. <laughs> He's got to watch that <laughs> up. Because then they bring up Zara, who is the person that the song is about. And that's another American that he says he fell in love with who broke up because of jealousy over his female fans. So, you know, we saw all of them. So do you – I mean, what's going on here? Does he just have a type or is it something else? think he has a type because we got to see zara right so zara is oh zara was very different yes yes and she is not the typical uzman type based on what we know zara was a young um someone that they uh his friends kind of thought was more who he should be with right so i don't know if he really does have a type i really do think he's very serious about his music and he knows that being on the show is going to give him the most exposure yeah i also think that he thinks being in america is going to also help him which is zara was american um so maybe he wasn't necessarily going to be picked up on the show with zara but you know that's something that he could benefit from so i definitely think that he thinks of relationships as okay well great i'm into this relationship but what else can i get from it Mm -hmm. and i definitely think he is a little conniving like that um at the same time i just don't know if this seems like the type of person who's like that into love or relationship in the first place that's true that's true he just he seems like so like the way he even talks about kim he's just kind of like oh yeah like she's there yeah, he does. He does. I mean, he does seem to be mostly in love with his music career, yeah. which is why I think it's kind of un- unusual, maybe the uh, unproductive, the tack he's taking, because he seems to be taking the tack of his music career is I'm as good as I need to be. I'm an amazing singer and an amazing artist, and I don't need to be any better. I don't know if he's taking singing lessons. And it's just like the only thing that's missing is opportunity. Right. That's all that I'm missing. And it's like, that's not true, especially because the way the friends talk about it. What Mm -hmm. are you doing? How are you doing this? You're soldier boy. Ah, You're the world famous international soldier boy. No, you're not like you're not a world famous anything like, you know, they're talking about him like he's uh, like he's Jay-Z or something like, oh, but you're Jay-Z. You can't you have to date Beyonce. You can't date somebody else. It's like, but you're not on that level. And let's be honest, when he did his singing in the studio, he was not good. No, I do think he's a bit delusional about his abilities. Do I think he's entertaining enough? Sure. Do I think he could be like produced to something that's like, you know, sellable? Sure. But I don't know. I I, I also think he doesn't have any standout talent. Right. I think there are lots of other people that can do what he does that yep. aren't famous or rich, internationally known, you know? Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's... 
I'm, and it's one of those things that's tricky because there's like there's a huge difference between you know the guys who play in the really good cover band that goes around town mm-hmm. and they're good and they make they make they can make decent money doing that. Yeah. But like the the world of talent difference between them and somebody who actually like has a record deal is usually yeah. like, and and actually makes the radio is like astounding. Yeah. You know what's the difference between like a a a, a college ball player and a, and a pro it's like it's crazy how big how big the difference is yeah um okay so i do feel bad for kimbali uh kimbali i do feel bad for kimbali because she has this mindset that she has to prove herself to uzman and i just yes. think that is such a shitty situation for anyone to be in where oh, you yeah, think totally. that the other person holds all the cards and you're like, you need to love me and accept me. And you've like created this situation where it's like you really have everything to lose. The other person doesn't, you know, and you've like made it seem like they're so much better than you. And just makes me really sad to hear of someone talking about their relationship that way. Yeah. I mean, because it doesn't even sound like. I don't even know what that is because that's like like a crush almost more than a relationship, right? Like she's just crushing on him and she is like, well, I have to do all the things just to be able to earn his love. And it's like, man, that's – relationships are work but you shouldn't shouldn't be in the point where you feel like you have to earn their like love and attention. Okay, but I think the reason why it occurs to me that that is so sad is because I have felt that way even though I don't think I would have verbalized it like that. And I think other – you know, young people feel that way too, which is why you get these situations where you have young people that are just like, you know, doing things for their partner that they wouldn't necessarily be into or want for the happiness of the other person. I need to prove that I'm a good partner by, you know, giving them a threesome. I need to prove that I'm a good partner by, you know, showering them with gifts. I need to prove that I'm a good partner. And like coming up with all these scenarios and things where, you know, you're trying to prove that you're the cool partner, you know, like you're someone that, you know, you can settle down with. And I think that this also goes for relationships where um, I think if one partner really wants to get married and the other partner is just like, does not have that shared interest. It's uh-huh. kind of like I can see this happening too. And I've seen this with my, you know, younger girlfriends, like, you know, when I was younger too, just being like, well, I'm going to prove to him that I'm wifey material by, you know, showing him that I can cook, showing him that I can, you know, keep a, a nice house, showing him that I, you know, it's very like antiquated, like gender roles in a way, but kind of proving that you're your wife material in a lot of ways, showing them that I can hold down a job and financially contribute, showing him that I could be a good mother. You know, it's like all these things that I feel like, you know, maybe are unspoken, but kind of the same thing. I'm trying to prove myself to this other person that I am a good partner. And I, it just makes me feel sad to hear someone talk like that. But I don't think Kim is like alone in, you know, thinking like that, because I think a lot of people think that they're constantly having to prove themselves to get the kind of commitment that they're seeking for. I mean, yeah, I, that and it's it's probably a little bit different because we're coming at it from different perspectives. That's certainly mm-hmm. much more common in women, right? Mm-hmm. Guys, guys just tend to be like, "Well, I guess I'm not good enough." Take it or leave it. This is what you get. You ain't changing yeah. me. Yeah. yeah, I know. Like, and if, if somebody <laughs> breaks up, it's not like I have to go prove them. Like, well, guess I lost that game. I'm taking yeah. the L on that one. <laughs> right. 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 <laughs> Yeah, uh, and guess I guess we're going to break up then, huh? I think that is kind of a stereotypical, like, fundamental difference is guys are kind of like, well, I'm trying to be in a relationship to not be changed, <laughs> right? right? I'm not going to change myself for anyone. I'm not, you know, like, I want, I want someone to love me and accept me for me. Yeah, yeah. And that's, it is... I'm not trying yeah. to prove myself. Like I'm, I'm not trying to prove myself. I'm yeah. not trying to hide who I am or pretend to be someone else either. Accept me for me or not. Yeah, and, and but then you end up getting that because when the person who, I mean, it's just like just it's just like any kind of negotiation, right? The person who's mm-hmm. willing to walk away has all the power. 
in it, right? Yeah. The person who's more like, whatever, if it doesn't work out, it doesn't work out. They don't have to do anything that, for that. They could, they, it could not work out for them. So, yeah. But especially when it's coming from – but it's one of those things, you're right. You tend to tend to see it coming from younger people and somebody mm. who is older and has a whole you know life of things and responsibilities and stuff like that. She's taking care of her mom. Yeah. Right? Like and to be like, well, it's also in, in keeping keep care of my mom. I have to be a cool girlfriend for my hot young husband. Like that's guy that that's that's tough. Yeah. Okay. I had a question. I feel like you, king of geography, would know. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> okay. Um. How do you pronounce Tanzania? Because Tanzania. Yeah. Tanzania. Because the guys, uh, Usman's entourage, kept on saying Tanzania. Oh, maybe I wonder if it's a British thing because I know – I do know Nigeria, like the English they speak. It was because it was Mm -hmm. a British colony. Um, The British that they speak is based on – is British English, right? Mm -hmm. And so that's the the thing I get into with all my Nigerian students putting the U's in color and stuff like that because that's that's what they were taught, right? Um, So I wonder if, you know, kind of like the British people say aluminium. Yes. Um, (laughs) Oh, I'm looking it up now. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. So I noticed it a couple times with the friends. So, yeah. I've always just heard it be Tanzania. Tanzania. Yeah. But then we've only really heard other American people say it, right? That is true. That is true. But it's also tricky, too, because countries are so confusing. Oh, yeah. Don't even get me started on that. I mean, because, you know, it's like... What they refer to themselves as is different. And sometimes it's the same and sometimes it's different. Like, what we say... You know, Cote d'Ivoire, but we don't say, you know, Nippon. We, we just, it's weird, you know? Oh, yeah. Like I can say right now. So I'm in Thailand right now. They don't refer to themselves as Thailand. It's Siam. So. Well, and that's what we used to call Thailand. It's so yeah. confusing. <laughs> I mean, it's not like they don't refer to themselves as Thailand, but I don't know. I guess it's like if we decided, if the U.S. decided to change their name, I'm sure most of us would still call it the U.S. for a while. And maybe forever. And yes and no, because some of them, it depends because there's a whole, whole mess of crap when when it comes to colonialization, right? Mm -hmm. Because a lot of times when they change the name of it, like, you know, when they changed um, Rhodesia to Zimbabwe, they're like, yeah, get that British guy's name off of our country. We're Zimbabwe (laughs) now. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's (laughs) true. All right. uh, Let's move on to our last new couple. So we meet Mike from Teal's New York. He's an IT support technician and a volunteer firefighter. He describes himself as introverted, and this is emphasized with his building of Lego models we get. Mike lives with his dad and his grandfather, Pop, where he helps take care of his grandfather. Mike is happy living with his family, but he also admits it cramps his style. Mike says he hasn't had a relationship in the past 20 years, which, let me remind you, he's 34. So Mm -hmm. he had a somewhat serious relationship in high school for a year, and that's the extent of his experience. Since he's been so unsuccessful trying to find someone here, he has expanded a search to Colombia, where he met Jimena from Pereira, Colombia. They have been talking for a year, and Mike says that they have already been talking about marriage and kids. He admits that the language uh, is an issue, but somehow thinks that they will understand each other in person. Mike stops by the fire station where he meets up with Steve, his younger brother, who also is a volunteer firefighter. Mike notes that Steve is much taller and has much more hair than him. Steve asks about the trip, and Steve also notes that this is the happiest he's seen Mike since their mom died about nine years ago. Mike tells Steve that he plans on proposing if things go well, and he's even brought a ring. Steve is from another extreme where he was dating his wife for nine years before he even thought about proposing. Steve points out that lies don't come out in just two weeks. And also, Mike doesn't make good relationship decisions. Mike thinks that Jimena cares about him because she asks about what he ate. Mike plans on moving Jimena in with his dad and pop. Mike goes shopping with his friends, John and Nelsie, later to shop for toys because uh, their kids... uh, John and Elsie's are the same age as Jimena's kids. Mike has no experience with children, so he's a little terrified by the idea of Jimena having children. He thinks by buying toys, this will show his commitment to the family, even though he claims his budget is 
$20. John mm. thinks that Mike is blinded by Jimena's looks, and he doesn't actually know her. Even the cashier is skeptical of this whole situation. John warns Mike not to blow all his money on Jimena, and this is when Mike admits to sending money by paying her rent and buying a fridge and a washing machine. John thinks that this girl is milking him, and Nelsie thinks that he's also being used. Mike insists that he really trusts her. He thinks that the relationship seems too good to be true, and that's why his friends are skeptical. All right, do you actually think this situation is too good to be true? Uh, yeah, I do. Um, like, Well, what part? Because that, to me, was like what was weird. <laughs> too good to be true? You have a super hot girl and you have to send her a shit ton of money? For How him, yeah. Too good to be true. For him, yeah. That that he, he could. I, I I I buy that this guy couldn't even find a girl, find a super hot girl that would let him send him money before. Like, oh God. <laughs> <laughs> oh. She'd be like, no, thanks, I'm good. Well, you I think stop. so too. I mean, okay. So Mike seems like a nice guy. Now right? wait, are you saying nice guy like he's actually nice? Or are you saying he's a quote like internet like nice guy? Like, I, I don't know. It, just, it seems like he could find someone here. But it also seems like, you know, when guys are like nice guys and they struggle finding girls, it's usually because they have incredibly high standards. No, like, I believe nope, that. I believe that. Nothing below an eight, you know, and it's just like, okay, let's look at, let's like step back and reevaluate. Right. He's not a particularly tall guy. He said he's 5'4". No, five he's four. like 5'4". Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes, because then he also says, like, oh, my brother's 5'10". It's like, oh, he did not get the good genes, yeah, you know? Ah, also, he's bald. Because oh, yep. we say, Steve, full head of hair, right? Once yep. again, did not get the good genes. Um, so he's short, bald. He's clearly a little quirky, as uh-huh. shown by, I just like to live at home with my dad and my pop and build model trains and cars and Legos all day. Yes. Also, I've never made pancakes in my life. Yes. Which is. <laughs> I'm a little quirky and have like never had a relationship, which questionably then also makes also, me wonder, is yes. this a virgin? You'd think so. There's I, a possibility. I, so a very strong possibility of that. Yep. So you got all these things wrapped up into not exactly a normal, no. typical and- guy you see out and about on the dating scene. Right. So and the thing, this well, the is not the guy that, pulling in eights is what I'm trying to say. No, no, no. Because the things that usually work for guys that, that, that make it like he's also shy. Right. Yes. He, like he does. I don't think he puts himself out there. I mean, I'm yeah. sure he spent a lot of time on the dating apps, probably right swiping on 10 percent of women mm-hmm. like who are all like just way out of his league. Right. Yeah. Because if he, if he leads because that's the other thing, too, is you're right. He hasn't had an experience. Forget you know, sexual experience or whatever. Right. Like right. at a certain point when you're 34 and it's like, what have you been? It's like when you have a gap in your resume, right? You're like, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. That, nobody wanted to deal with you. Nobody wanted to deal with you. Like this is a red flag already, right? It's yeah. definitely a red flag. If you're 34 and have no exes, than if you're 34 and have a couple of exes. Right. I think he really needs to lean more into this volunteer firefighter situation. You think so. That's usually a pretty you good like this. Just right? wear that around. But that's the thing. If he goes out with his volunteer firefighter people, he's like the short, dumpy one. Like, he doesn't you know? look like he's a volunteer firefighter. You know, it's no. like, I think he like but almost yes. like gets enough his dating, that his dating app, his, his dating app front picture needs to be him with that hat on. But that's and like what the I'm thing. saying. Like, has I to think be. he gets that. I think he gets that. Oh, people like uh, firefighters. I'm going to be a volunteer firefighter because, you know, this is going to get the women. But it's like that's the extent of his awareness. Right. So you're right with the hat and the whatever. But then it's like, but I'm sure he still has his glasses on. Yeah. You yeah. know, and it's like he you're right. He probably has a picture of him next to his tall brother. So, I mean, like, people aren't dumb when you look at, you know, these dating apps. And if it doesn't have your height listed, my friends are like sleuths, right? They're comparing what you are standing up next to. Oh, you're standing up next to a refrigerator. Like, let's check your height in comparison to this. Oh, you're standing next to this woman, you know? Like, I've actually had that where I'm just like, wait, how could you tell they're short? They're like, guys, did you see that picture of him next to a refrigerator? I'm like. Oh, I guess I didn't think about that. But, you know, it's like, 
what are you standing next to? That also gives you some like context. And like, I'm sure there's research out there. It's not just me being prejudiced against like shorter people, but it's like they just don't get as much attention or they don't they get don't. noticed. Yeah, they don't. Absolutely not. Yeah. And it, it, it they have to have something compensating for that, right? There's plenty of research out there that tall people just get tall people get a lot of crap just because they're tall. And it's not just in dating. It's oh, in yeah. jobs and oh, all kinds sure. of stuff. It's kind of like uh, how I always compare it. It's like height and looks are like your GPA and SAT score. You know, the taller you are, the less good looking you have to yeah. be. The shorter you are, you best be very good looking. <laughs> the sliding scale of like yes. your GPA was kind of low, but you knocked your SAT out of the park. Yep, so. so you're good. <laughs> yeah. No, I, be- I, I believe that. I believe that. And yeah. some, some people just aren't into short people no matter how good they are. But they, then they usually have to make up for personality. And that's that's the other thing where we're kind of sitting yeah. on there. It's like, it's not uh, that he's a bad person. He just doesn't seem to have much of a personality. He just seems boring. It just yeah. seems like a, a guy like like – I mean did you – they ask him to talk about his hobbies and talk about his stuff and he started talking about well this Lego set is a McLaren and the McLaren's finished fourth in the constructor series this year and so like and he oh. does have that nasally nerd voice going on too <laughs> yeah the voice is not great yeah the voice is not great and then also you have someone who just doesn't seem like they are fun seekers you know like yes. he was talking about you know, oh, well, you know, uh, living with my family kind of cramps my style. My friends are like, oh, what did you do over the weekend? And it's like, I hung out with my dad and my pop. And I, and they're just like, oh, well, you missed out on this. And he's like, I'm OK with that. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because those are his friends saying that. So in, in theory, if he wanted to go to those things he missed out on. Yeah. He could. He just doesn't right. want to, which yeah. is going to be hard trying to establish a relationship where they're like, what do you want to do this weekend? He was like, let's just stay in my house with my dad and my grandpa and watch football. Like, I that's mean, not, but let's, not going to win anybody I, over. I don't think it's going to get this far, but like this is the kind of good stuff that used to be on like the original like a 90 Day Fiance. It's like, uh-huh. you know, your foreign fiance is like you living with your parents, you know, kind of like <laughs> Colton Debbie kind of situation. We're just like, what the hell? Like, I did not sign up to live what? with yeah. your I family. signed up for a rich American. It was American. I assume they were rich. This is not what I signed up for. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I could totally see a lot of that coming from her because it just doesn't seem like it too good to be true for him if he believes it's true love, right? We, that's where we started. Mm-hmm. But Man, I don't, I don't see what she would see in him based on what little we've seen or you know pictures and stuff of her, except for dollar like, signs, like his friend John said, except for like making <laughs> that's what the closed caption says mimics ATM sounds. You know, I don't know how much appliances are in other countries. I can't imagine that different from what we have to spend, right? I don't know. They threw me off. Remember, remember when um, what's his face when Benny went shopping for a car in Ethiopia, and we were okay. like, "What the hell?" Well, if it's more expensive, I get that. Like anywhere, just because of import taxes, right? Like, yes. how hard was it to get this item to your destination? So, yes. but what I'm trying to say is, he bought her a new washing machine and a new refrigerator. It can't be cheaper. That much cheaper than what we would get it for here. I right, guess is what I'm I, saying. I, I, don't, so I guess that's still and it's a lot of money. Yeah, I mean it's Columbia. It's a few. It's a few hundred, a thousand. Well, it depends. Let's say two thousand, right? Yeah. Which is not nothing, but I don't know. When you haven't been spending, when you've been that's thirty-four, and you're single, and you haven't been spending money your entire life, then you know you have. He's probably he's probably got some money saved up. Yeah, that's true. But still, uh, you shouldn't be sending money. I mean, that should oh, no, be like no. literally for everyone. Rule number one: Do not send your partner money. No. Yeah. Pretty much. Rule number one, yeah. like unless I would say back unless it's a unless it's a like known sugar daddy situation and that's yes, what you're going yes. for. Unless there's an arrangement and then you cannot have that expectation like, oh, they would love me if the money wasn't there. It's like, OK. <laughs> yes. OK. My favorite person in this was the lady who worked at the toy shop. Oh, gosh. <laughs> with her double glasses and her like her double glasses. Like, what do you think about it? Like, I think it's risky, <laughs> but I hope he gets a good cup of coffee. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, he is going to Colombia. That is what that lady would think is in Colombia, huh? Yeah, that's right. funny. Yeah, I know. I didn't think of it first. It's like drugs. 
Yes. Sorry, right. I'm sorry, Columbia. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. Uh, who was your student of the week? Uh, I went. This is tough because I thought most of the it main cast tough. did bad things. So I went with yeah. Elijah. I did too. Yeah. Just it was. It was very tough. I was going through and I was like, no one, no one's good this week. No one's good. I mean, yeah. yeah the same issue with class dunce when it comes up. I was like, I could pick anybody. I could justify yeah. anybody on this <laughs> show. But True. I like. I like that he was like, I'm good Iron Man. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's like the friend that you want to have. Like, yes, it 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 makes me wonder a little bit. Like, he's such a good friend. It makes me wonder. It's like, does she pay him or something almost to be her assistant? Because I get that just the nature of relationship. Because they're roommates. Maybe she gives him a deal on the on the room. Yeah, maybe. Because I was going to say the nature of their relationship. I know it's one of those things where, you know, he he is just going to have to help out more, you know, just mm-hmm. because, you know, that's just what she needs. Uh, but, I mean, he goes above and beyond, you know, like she's, she's she could probably iron her own clothes. You yeah, know? that's true. And she could make it to the airport by herself. But it's like he, he goes above and beyond. He's a yeah, good friend. No, He's yeah. the friend he that definitely, you want to have. He definitely does any, anything that beyond what, like. Yeah, because he was to the point where he's like, I guess I'll have to help you onto the toilet. Like, yeah. <laughs> right? Right, right. So, yeah. Okay. Um, who was your dunce then? I went with Gino just mm-hmm. for the weird – I mean, okay. So, we talked about the toothbrushes. <laughs> yeah. But, like, how fucking weird is it to bring pregnancy tests <laughs> to somebody who – Yeah. Like, they- you – make this note of this too. You haven't yet slept with. It's also weird to me because you're not going to know by the end of this trip if she's going to be pregnant. That's not how it works. No, it's not going to be – even if you, if you if you're plowing for two weeks, at the yeah. end of those two weeks, it's not going to be like take a pregnancy test. That's not right. how it works yeah. at all. So, I mean, she's perfectly capable of getting her own pregnancy test later on. Yes. You know, when you're not there. So. It's just a weird way of just being like, just so you know, before we start this trip. I expect to impregnate you during it. Like, bizarre. Okay, so my dance was actually Jasmine for lying about being on birth control. Like, what are you doing? She she should be just upfront about it. And she could be upfront about it. Hey, I'm going to have kids with you soon, but I don't know you yet. And I'm not going to get knocked up by somebody the first day I met them if I can avoid it. Okay, also, the whole like projecting her experience onto all men seems really unhealthy. You know, like just because she was cheated on and like her reasoning also was very like um, vain too. like if someone could cheat on me, the most beautiful, intelligent person in the world, then no man could be faithful to anyone. Like that was her conclusion. That was her (laughs) conclusion. Yes. It's like, oh, man, maybe, maybe, maybe just. You know, maybe being so full of yourself uh, yeah. kind of drove away. Just, just saying. But yes, and I, I worry about that too. That she is with with somebody that she considers below her standards, right? Just so, just so she can be like, well, he wouldn't cheat on me. He, he would, he couldn't afford trying losing me. Like, who would he find? Yeah. That, who would he find that would sleep with him that's hotter than me? Nobody. So I don't. It puts her mind at ease, yeah. which is not how cheating works at all. All like, right, it is not. All right. Uh, what about your life lesson? All right, so I, I we, we kind of already talked about it, the giant box of 36 condoms or whatever, Come but it, that's not even the like part. Like, pack smarter, man. Why are you putting the entire box in? You know you can open the box and take them <laughs> yeah, out. I know, right? It takes up like a tenth of the space. Yeah. <laughs> um, is that one of those things where you need to create a barrier? Like, can they not be squished in things? I mean, you, you you have to watch out because they can't be like pinched in between things and yeah. you can't get too hot, right? But mm-hmm. uh, puncturing is the is the bigger concern. Like if you okay. just put it in between two of your shirts, yeah, like yeah. pull them up yeah. into a shirt because it's like it, it comes, you know, they come like in the strips. Mm-hmm. Like they're all like chained together and you can like fold it over. It takes up no space, no yeah. space at all in your suitcase. All right. Uh, my life lesson is uh, directed at Usman. Um, if you're trying to be like have this projection like you're a single person, a ladies man, if you will, or at least, you know, like trying to make it seem like you're available for your fan base, 
Probably having yeah. displays, public displays of relationships, like writing a song for someone. Not that he did this, but in the same ballpark of tattooing a name to yourself. Probably terrible idea because you'll always have to explain what the situation is with that person. You know, yeah, we're going to yeah. we're going to find out. Kim is going to ask about who this Zara is. Every yeah, other I, yeah. person after oh, her is going to ask, who is this Zara? Oh, man. And it'd be like, yes, at least if you're going to write a song about someone, use a different name. Like, how about Laura? And you could be like, who's Laura? You'd be like, I don't know. I just made up a name. It fits yeah, the rhyme. Exactly. Right. <laughs> Now, if Laura also has is tattooed to your arm, you've got yes, some yeah, we have to do. It was my first number one hit. Don't you see? I tattooed it on my arm. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. So um, do we have a plan for next week? I don't know. We haven't talked about this yet. Oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm here. I will be on a boat for two weeks. Oh, so. um, we'll see. Stay tuned. We'll <laughs> okay. figure it out. I have to... So there will be a surprise guest co-host. <laughs> next week you will all be surprised well <laughs> since i will not see you all till then happy holidays and i will see you all next year all right okay, okay. okay. all right bye, bye. bye.